Welcome to the Business Minds Podcast, your destination for insightful interviews with founders, creators, and business leaders. Learn how to use your talent to form ideas that can shape an industry, bring about positive change, or simply enable you to do something you're passionate about. Want to start your own journey? Listen to the Business Minds Podcast on SoundCloud and get the inspiration and motivation you need to succeed. Why don't we just start with a little bit about yourself? So I, I saw on your profile uh, that you're a runner. So I was wondering. I am. Yeah. You run frequently, or you do marathons and stuff like that? Yeah. So I so I run I run ultra marathons, right? So I do that. Right. Um, and uh, so I run marathons as well. I mean, and uh, do that. Right now, right now I've got this streak where. I mean, it's not, I mean, I've got buddies that have run for years every day, but I've got this streak now where it's like I've run every day literally for eight months straight wow. like without fail. And uh, it was just a, there was a book called Tiny Habits. I don't know if you've ever read that book, no, Tiny Habits. So there's two books. One was called Tiny Habits. One was called uh, Atomic Habits by this guy, James Clear. Have you read that book? No, James I haven't. Clear. No, I haven't. That, those are two great, those are two great. Tiny Habits, I think is the guy that wrote that was, uh, was BJ, BJ Fogg his name okay. and uh, atomic habits is this guy james clear like if you have a choice i'd probably read atomic habits but uh they just talk about like you know starting these really basic things like these basic habits like if you want to run if you want to you know run a lot but you have a hard time running you know just like run for five minutes every day and then you know learn how to get in the habit of running for five minutes then run for seven then run for eight you know wow. and uh so i was like oh i, I was just curious and, and the idea that the book is about creating these real simple things to do, you know? So right. for me, simple, simple is running five kilometers. Like I can run five kilometers without, I can run between five and 20 kilometers without any much effort. Right. Hmm. So, so I was like, Oh, I'll do the easiest, the easiest thing possible without even, so I was like, Oh, I'll run five kilometers. Every, I was like, I, I'd like to see if I can run five kilometers every day for just, you know, two months. So that was my plan. And then two months becomes three and three becomes four and four becomes five. And then, you know, so I've taken that and I'm, I'm trying to implement other things. Like, so I get home from a run and every day I do one push up more, you know, so I do a push up, then I'll do two push ups, then three push ups, then four push ups, right? So, you, you know, <laughs> so I'm building habits on top of other habits. Yeah, good. Right? good so, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, that, so the question is, do I run? I run quite a lot. I don't run as much as I used to in terms of distances, but uh, I've done. I think I've done now six ultras and I've done a bunch of marathons and I don't know, I just, I like it. Right. So I don't know if you're a runner at all, but it, it's, it's a great, you know, it's my form of sort of meditation and how to, how right. to think about problems and think through problems. And, you know, I don't, I don't run with a phone. So there's, there's no way to contact me, right. you, you know, literally for 30 minutes to an hour, you know, day, I don't, I don't have anybody that can really get in touch, you know, get in touch, get, get in touch with me, and it's a great meditative state to be in. So that's why I like it. But I do other things too. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm, not, I'm not fast or anything. But I, I'm to some extent, you know, I'm just a normal guy who just can run a lot of miles, pretty much. Well, <laughs> that's kind of how I mean, I classify myself. But if it keeps you healthy and and it helps you kind of have spend some time with with yourself and and kind of think about stuff without being interrupted, and then that's helpful. I mean. Because I was wondering how, how it helps you being an entrepreneur yourself, right? I mean, these tiny habits can really work wonders. So I was always, you know, exactly kind of thinking about, okay, how can you build these? So, okay, so you start small, you kind of build it up. Because, you know, when you work as a freelancer or you work as an entrepreneur, there's always the thing, like, I don't have the time to do these things. But probably it's just a matter of creating habits and really taking the time out. Or do you feel like, 
because I would think it, you don't really feel a, a difference, right? You you get your stuff done anyways, right? If you run for an hour or you don't run for an hour, you probably even have more energy, right? I I would assume. No, exactly. Actually, so this is a you know this is a great topic you bring up about about being an entrepreneur and not having time. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a, there, I mean, I would, here's a couple of things I don't do, and this is a you talk about time and things I do do in the afternoons. Usually, I mean, I just started this. I just started this recently based on a guy that's on my team that's lost like you know he, he's lost like thirty or forty kilos of weight, and I was like, and, and he's wow. like, he just pretty much walks two hours a day, right? And uh, he made a comment to me about, hey, George, you could probably do that. You could probably just walk and work, you know, like with your phone, because I don't really use a laptop that much. I use pretty much use my phone to do most of my business. Okay. And uh, so it's the fact of like, you know, so I run in the mornings, you know, I did do some weights and then, you know, I don't have two hours in a day. Well, I just, I, I, you can, if you can combine things, right? So, you know, maybe, maybe you do want to watch Netflix. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a Netflix guy, but maybe you do want to watch Netflix. Well, then combine Netflix with a run or combine Netflix with, you know, figuring out your website, right? Or combine <laughs> Netflix with, you don't have to do one thing at the same time, right? Yeah, I tried that, here's by the a, way. If you can, you know, you can double up on things and double dip. Here, here's what I do when I run for, the, you know, so during the week I run 30, 30 minutes. On the weekends I'll run like an hour. I'll run, uh, you know, 10K on the weekends. And I started, by the way, talking about that, that habits. On weekends, I go, I do an hour run, I get home, and then I jump on a bicycle and I go for a two-hour bike ride, right? So it's three hours of exercise on Saturday. But what do I do for the three hours, right? I, I'm literally listening to audiobooks, podcasts, all these, all, you know, I'm a huge fan of podcasts. I just listen to great podcasts. And then, you know, very rarely do I listen to music unless I get bored of, a, you know, like an interview or, or something like that. But you can, you know, I'm, what am I doing? I'm double dipping, right? I'm spending three hours exercising and then I'm spending three hours pretty much with the personal development, listening to books and, and podcasts and, and learning, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so I think double dipping is really, really important. That's a, probably it. But the thing that you don't have time, the other thing you have to, the reason I do have time is because you need to delegate a lot. Like you just can't, as an entrepreneur, I'm really convinced that this solopreneur model, like mm. it works if you want to make a certain amount of money, but if you really want to grow and have a, you know, have a decent life, you need to hire people and pay people for things right. that, you know, that might seem basic but it takes up your own time, right? So how did you get there? So obviously you started at some point, right? So so right. I've, I've seen it. You're doing this now for 19 years. Yeah, right? 19, yeah, 20 years now, right? So 20 years. Yeah, I uh, I started my, I've got five businesses, right? But the, the core business is executive placement and recruiting. So we're dealing with guys that are making from, you know, $300,000 a year to four to five million. So we're getting them jobs, right? Okay. Um, and then we're coaching them, right? So we've got an executive coaching business as well. We coach them. And then we've got another business where we help them with their branding, which is like the LinkedIn and the board CVs. And the so the recruiting thing was just like, literally I was, uh, I was unemployed in Miami, right? You know, okay. so I'm unemployed in Miami and I went to look for a job at some recruiting places. And, you know, one place was like, oh, you know, I, I met this guy and I thought I could totally do this, right? Like he wasn't, you know, I was like, I can do this. So I did it. I did it with him for about two, you know, it was a couple months and then from there i decided to have my own business and uh i started a business by myself it was literally for the first three years it was probably i mean it was terrible it was a terrible by the way if you, have, if you start a business without a business plan it's a really bad idea that's what i did right so <laughs> i went from like broke to like just poor like really poor right wow. you know and uh but little by little you know you start to get a client you get a sale you know you blow your money or then you spend it and little by little you know you learn you know but uh it took me 
took me four or five years to really understand the idea of delegating and hiring people, you know, and being able to expand yourself. You know, I mean, I'll do the math here, right? So we, we've got 30 people. We just hired 10 more right now. So we've got so 40, really. Okay. Um, I don't count the 10 yet, but we've got... So you're growing so pretty in, quickly. In, in, in a, yeah, in a normal day, right? So just let's take me, right? So yeah. if you're an entrepreneur, you know, let's say you're awake, what, 12, I don't know, 15 hours a day, right? So, yeah, a solopreneur is, is, is awake and working, or maybe they're working 15 hours a day, maybe they're not, but they're, they're pretty much at 15 decent hours, let's say, if, if they don't, you know, between, if you take away eating and other stuff, take me, you know, I've got 15 hours a day times 40, that's 40, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Plus me, Yeah. right? Yeah. I've got 615 hours a day. Like, who's going to win that battle, you know, in terms of business <laughs> deal? But the interesting question is like, so you started alone, right? Yeah, of course. Everybody, everybody does, right? Of I mean, course. That's the, do, right? that's, yeah. uh, everybody starts at some time, starts alone. But how and when did you make that shift? So when, yeah. when did you realize, so, I can't do it by myself, I have to hire someone? And it's also a thing like, okay the realization that you need someone, but also the means to actually be able to hire someone, right? Right. right. This is sort of like kids, like you're never really, really, you're never really, you're never ready, ever ready to have a kid, right? But you kind of figured out. The realization was when I was going, I was looking, you know, I was by myself, I was looking for products, right? And I noticed that I never really got, I never really dealt with the person that owned the company. I was dealt with somebody else, right? When I was buying a product and, and I was still buying the product, right? And I was thinking, like, I need to do this. And then the next question is, you don't really have the money to do it, you know? And there's a, as an entrepreneur, you need to, you literally need to say, you know, do I, when you start out, when you start off, do I pay myself the money or do I give it to somebody else? Okay. You know, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's like legalized gambling, right? If you think about it, right? <laughs> and uh, there, there's no, the, the other problem, the main problem I think that most people have as an entrepreneur is that you hire one person, the person doesn't work out. And then you, you're like, okay, that was a bad idea. Sometimes the idea is terrific. It's just the person was bad, right? You know, and this is before like Upwork or before, you know, this is this is before, before all freelancing sort of, became yeah. this this global yeah. mainstream exactly. thing, right? Yeah, exactly. So I hired a lot of bad people, and then I hired, you know, then eventually, and it was always like you just pretty much have to go broke for a while to pay other people your, you know, the salary. So right? you sacrifice. You gotta have to. Yeah. Yeah, it's because you know what it is. Like, if you don't, then you're always going to just work it for yourself. You know, and there's no, there's no like, like right now, for example, I'm I'm on a podcast with you. I get to hang out. Super fun for me. Super interesting, right? But my business is still running. You know. Yeah. And uh, and now it's more about me sort of being the concept guy and thinking of ideas and then saying, okay, here's my idea, and then I kind of give it to somebody else and let them kind of figure out the stuff. Right. right. And uh, but if you you just have to, there's a pivot point where you literally have to decide. Like, do I sit at this coffee shop for the rest of my life on every day of the week and just struggle? Do I play collector? Do I play salesperson? Do I play, you know, an admin? Do I play or do I hire somebody to do that? You know, and uh, it took me, you know, it took me a long time. It took me a couple of years to figure that out. Right. Hmm. Uh, but once you I think I would say once you kind of figure that out, you never go, you never go back. You know, it's kind of like, you know, the first time you sort of, you know, realize how far you can go in a car, you know, in yeah. an automobile, you, you know, you kind of stop using the bicycle as much, right? You know, because you could, <laughs> you can use a car. <laughs> it's, it, you just have to, you know, this is, I see this too. I have a friend of mine. He's not, he's a solopreneur. He's a, he's a web developer actually. 
does amazing work, like amazing work. Right. But I tell him, you know, I tell him all the time, you know, cause I'm working, I work usually three, four hours a day. That's kind of my schedule. I work two, you know, and I'm up at three days a week now, three, four days a week. It's kind of my schedule now. And he says like, George, I don't know how you have so much free time. And I'm like, you need to hire people. You need to teach them, let them do some of the work, you know, train them and take some risk. And he doesn't, he, he'll literally make, he's literally, he makes, you know, roughly, I think he makes around 120,000 US dollars a year. Like he's going to be making that for the rest of his career, you know? And I tell him, I'm like, you might as well just go work at a company, you know, you, you get holidays and health insurance and, you know, and they give you time off and you don't have to work Sundays and Saturdays. And, right. and, uh, but you need to, as an entrepreneur, you need to get to a point where you say, like, enough is enough. I'm going to outsource this and outsource might be hire a full-time employee. Outsource might be, you know, hire somebody from the Philippines or India or Upwork or you know, like a freelancer. Right. There's a lot of great talent out there. But I, I would highly, by the way, as a VI, I would highly recommend, this is a great model that I've used that works really well. I think getting married too quickly is a problem too. Sometimes like somebody will hire somebody full-time and it's proven. Like if you hire somebody full-time initially, you know, they only work half the hours, right? So yeah. you're, you're pretty much paying for the full-time, even though they're working half the hours. You're better off getting two, you know, if you want to hire somebody full time, hire two people at 20 hours a week. Right. And then see, you know, see how each one does. And then you can keep the better of the, you know, the better of the two. And then you make the better of the two full time. And that's that's a model I've used over and over and over. And, and, and know, it works in general. So so the other person you, you kicked out <laughs> or what do you yeah, how do you deal I with mean, that? Like, yeah, I, mean, do you have, I mean, Tim, do you, have, do you have kids? Not yet. Actually on the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll see this. I've got two kids. I've got a nine-year-old and a five-year-old. Okay. It, it comes out like pretty brutally or frankly to like, the following, right? It's like you can have, you can be ethical and, and moral and, and you can run a clean business, which I'm, I'm a fan of. At the same time, though, it comes down to like whose kids are going to eat first, like yours or mine, you know? Like my kids are always going to eat first, you know? And uh, if you're paying somebody that's not doing the work, it's, it's a business, right? It's not a busyness, you know, like you yeah. need to, you need people, you know, if you're paying somebody that's not doing the work well and, and you, know, you need to move on and, and, and find somebody that can, you know, and that's what you do. So but do you, uh, do you immediately go that way? Or so say you have someone you work with for a while, do you go that route immediately? Or do you sometimes say, I'm going to try and invest or maybe sometimes the expectations weren't really there or, or right. something was really like, do you see that too? Where you're like, okay, I might give this person like a second chance or maybe they need some mentoring or they need some help or something else. No, no, of course. I mean, obviously, I mean, from there you try to either sometimes, and this is usually the case. I mean, sometimes the person that works on our team, a new person, you know, they're, they're good at certain things and they're not, they're not good at other things. So you need to figure out, you know, and it's pretty much, you can ask them as well. But no, it's not, it's not as cutthroat as I guess I made it sound, right? But yeah, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you need to make sure that you have the right team, you know, for you, right? Because yeah. it doesn't, you know, it also doesn't make sense for them. It doesn't make sense them for being a team where they're not excelling, you know, where they're not, right. you know, right. where they're struggling because there's, a, you know, the fact they, they could be a terrific person, but they'd have to fit in your model, you know, of your business model of, uh, I mean, like, you know, you could hire me for, uh, you could hire me as a salesperson, right? And maybe I'll make some money in English. But hiring me as a salesperson in German, like I won't make any money for you, you know? Who knows? And Who knows? I mean... Well, maybe, right? Maybe, maybe I'll just do that. I'll, maybe just, I'll you... be the guy that's, yeah, I'll be like, hey, listen, uh, you know, my German's terrible, but I'm really, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying, you know, to sell. We but, use so many English words, you know, in our business language. I'm sure it would work. <laughs> so, <laughs> maybe, right? Yeah. I'll, be, I'll, definitely, I'll definitely be different than the other sales guys, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, of course. You'll American, stand out. The, the American... Uh, 
Sounds yeah. guy in Germany that doesn't speak English. Yeah. Speak English. They'll English. remember you, uh, so uh, definitely. Yeah. But how so, do you motiv motivate I, your people? Like, how do you, right? Because yeah, they're never going to be on the same level motivational wise than you are because it's your business, it's your goals, it's like your vision. So how do you right. kind of get them to a, a level where you're like, okay, I have the feeling they actually want to do this with me. I don't, I, so I don't babysit. Right. So I, I hire, I mean, my, my thing is, listen, if you, if we're going to work together, then, you know, then I'm assuming, you know, you're a responsible person. Right. So, right. so, so I'm not a big babysitter. I'm not a big micromanager. That's, you know, at, at the same time, I do a lot of, there's a lot of communication back and forth, which is, you know, so the person can learn and, and ask me questions. My end game, and this is a, I think, you know, this is kind of from the, the four hour work week. By the way, a lot of my business models are based out of the four hour work week and a book. So that book, as well as Michael Gerber's The E Myth Revisited. If you ever read that book, those are two great books. So the idea is to have your team, you know, do it, do the job better than you could, you know? Yeah. And, and let me tell you, I've got, you know, most of my team for the things that they're doing, they can do the job better than I can. Like for some of the, even our, some of our accounts, I don't even have the email or the email or the password for the, some of these things. Right. right. And that's the end game. The end game is to give them, you have to, to do that. You have to let them do it in their own way, you know, let them figure out their own way. And, you know, people are really smart. You have to give them, but you know, I guess I was talking about, you know, if you're hiring for one specific role, you know, let's say you hire somebody just to LinkedIn outreach, you know, or link or just to do Facebook ads or something, you know, hire two people and have two people, you know, do the same or do different, you know, and kind of put them together, but hire them part time initially. That's kind of the, that was sort of my point with that one. But when you hire, when you do hire somebody, you really need to make sure that they can work independently and you can, you know, they, they, the goal is for them to be better at the job than you were when you started. Right. And, uh, you right. know, then they're, then they just become selfish. You know, then you don't have to be, I mean, you know, you don't have to babysit because you can't, because they know more than you do, you know? And, uh, and so that's kind of the, right. that's kind of the game plan. And what if they get bet, like they get so good at some point that they like I'm gonna do my own thing? Are you worried yeah. about that, or are you like no, no. it's it's fine? I mean, yeah, I mean I've had um I've been really blessed and lucky that most of the people on my team they just stick like they don't go anywhere. But you know at the end of the day, like people deserve to work in an awesome place that they you know they've been they deserve to also you know hit their hundred percent and their potential, right? Yeah. I've had a couple of people that work for me that have gone and do like just really great things, you know. And I always leave things in great. I'm like good for them you know like i'm happy for them right yeah so i mean everything everything ends you know and uh nothing is forever right i don't own them you know they True. i actually see it the opposite the fact to, to me tim it's the coolest thing that like somebody literally wakes up and they get up and they decide to hang out with me you know what i mean yeah that the, like you know like that's a cool thing right yeah, yeah, and I can imagine. I'm super appreciative yeah i mean i've got one somebody that works works with me he's been on my team now 10 years 10 going on 11 years now and this guy, he's about to buy his uh, second or third house now would be right. But he, he's literally, I mean, like, you know, every day, Monday to Friday, sometimes Saturdays, like the guy wakes up and he's working, you know what I mean? And he decides to hang out with me, you know, or work with me. Right. And that's mm -hmm. a cool thing. So I think as, a, and as an owner, which is a mistake a lot of people make, they think that because they're paying somebody that they, they it's, it, you know, you have to be super respectful that other people have choices too. And, uh, you know, people move on, they move on, right? Like good for them, you know, good right. for them. But, um, yeah, but I think if you create an environment where it's healthy, where you're teaching, where you're giving them lots of responsibility, where they're financially making money, you know, yeah. um, whether it's not toxic, you know, some of these environments, these small business environments, like, you know, super toxic environments, right? Because somebody's paying somebody's check, right? You know, you need to give people the, you know, it's, it's pretty much have people on my team, 
get to a point where they they treat it like their own business. And that's that's how you grow a team and that's how you grow a business and, and you know, and services and, and make real money. Yeah. At the end right. of the day. But, so yeah. but maybe coming back to this, because maybe there are a lot of people that are freelancers or maybe they just kind of want to start freelancing or, or start their own business. What would you say were some key steps to kind of say, you know, get started, but also kind of eventually make that switch to from a freelancer to an entrepreneur? Because I could imagine a lot of people are listening to this and they think, yeah, I would love to do that too, but I don't know how to start and I'm not comfortable taking a risk. Like imagine right. the, the the friend you talked about, right? The uh, IT developer or the web developer, right? Right, the web developer. So, right. so what, what would you tell this guy? Like, were some key steps What would you say to kind of make this shift? Yeah, so he's an entrepreneur, I guess. You know, he's got an agency, he has clients, but he he has so much work, right? I think the first thing is, you know, as a freelancer, right? You know, get enough work where you're like, oh my God, I'm swamped. I have so much work yeah. where you're almost overwhelmed, right? If you get to that point, you know, you need to hire somebody, right? And then you're going to say, well, I can't hire somebody because I don't have the money. Well, if you're swamped with work, that means that you have the, now they have the advantage of you can actually start charging more money for your product, right? And you don't need to have a hundred clients. You just need one awesome paying client, you know, or two awesome paying clients. So, you know, don't have 10 bad clients, have one great client or two great clients, right? And just charge them more money. But if you're so swamped with work and you don't have time, that's a, that's an indicator that you need to hire somebody, right? And if you can't afford to hire somebody, even though you're swamped, it means that you're not charging enough, you know? And, uh, you know, so I would say that. So the first thing is fill up your pipeline and fill up your calendar with, with work. So you're swamped, mm. right? That's the first thing. Mm. You know, one of the biggest, and you hear this over and over in podcasts, by the way, and, and other interviews, one of the biggest mistakes people make is they just, they just don't charge enough, you know, for their time. Right? right. And people usually don't buy because of the quantity, like how much it costs they buy because of the quality, you know? Hmm. And, you know, like if you're, I, just, I mean, I tell my friend, this the web developer, I go, I go, I go, I go back to this and he charges like $5,000, you know, it's pretty cheap. He's cheap. You know, I'm like, listen, he was building a website for a company that, that was going to do about three or $4 million in revenue, you know? And I said, why aren't you charging them like 30 grand? Grand, 40 grand like you're solving their three million dollar problem you know mm. like why why are you why are you you know just bump your price up you know and uh i think a lot of people a lot of you know a lot of freelancers they're afraid to charge more money you know yeah i can relate and, to that. Uh, yeah. yeah it's just like there's a honda and there's a mercedes there's a mercedes right and you know it, it's like you can the hondas are good you know good cars and mercedes are good cars and there's porsches and there's bmws and You know, like people are buying those cars, right? Right. And uh, my experience has been as well, Tim, and this is not, you know, like a knock on, on lower cost services, but when somebody's willing to spend the money and invest in your kind of, you know, your service, let's say it's more expensive than like much more expensive than the competitors. They also take the whole thing more seriously. And like at the end of the day, like the project becomes just much smoother and they're easier to deal with because they expect you to be a professional and take and take care of things. How do you get the ball rolling on this? So, of course, I mean, uh, charging more is one thing. But of course, you're gonna have to back it up with work and a resume. Well, me, maybe, I mean, let's, right? let's, I'll, I'll, we'll do some role play. We'll do a role play with. It. Give me an example, and I'll tell you what I would do. That's probably the best. Like, so give me an example, and you know, and say, "Hey, George, this is the situation," and I'll tell you how I would, how I'd probably play it. Like, what do you mean, like? Like, yeah, you know, like give me give me a situation of an entrepreneur. Like, who's the entrepreneur? What's his business? What's the problem? Right? Okay, and so then, which, yeah. Okay, let me see. So this person is is a web designer. Let's say that. 
and they design all kinds of uh, digital content. So I don't know, banners, uh, newsletters, all kinds of stuff. And they charge, I don't know how much, $65, $70 or $80 an hour. So now they want to like find new clients. They want to get more dollars out of their clients. You know, what can they do? So what's some steps they could do? Right. So let's say... And how long is a project going to be for? Like, how long do you think a seventy? You know, how many hours is this pro- for this? Let's say it's like project a, for them. Maybe let's let's say let's it's like a twenty twenty five hours or something, like three three four yeah. days or something. Yeah, so it's a twenty five hour project, right? Yeah. So let's say that. So the guy. So right now his current rate is seventy. Let's say seventy dollars or euros, right? So, and the project's twenty five hours, right? So that's seventeen fifty, right? So first of all, I would, I would stop charging by hour. Right. And, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't charge $70 an hour at all. I would just say, listen, I've got package one. It's, you know, it's $1,900 an hour. It's $1,900 for package one. Here's what you get. Right. Right. And package two is $2,700. Package three is, you know, $3,300. Right. If you buy package two, I mean, so you need to stop charging by hour, first of all. Right. right. So, you know, how, how do you do that? I mean, if you're on Upwork, you can't not charge by hour, but you need to get clients that because at the end of the day, I, I care about what my if I'm, a, if I'm buying something, you know, I care about what my total cost will be. I don't care about the per hour rate as much, right? And I care about the result. Exactly. So, yeah. You know, so I think you sell the result based on the total project, right? So there is no difference. If I, so right now, there's 70 bucks an hour, right? And let's say that I decided I'm going to charge, eight, you know, I'm going to do a 20, 20% raise for myself. So that's 84 bucks an hour and it's 20, and it's 20, 25 hours. So I could charge the same, so I could charge $2,100 for the same package, right? That, you know, as a package versus, and if I do uh, yeah, 70 times 25 versus 1750, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So right there, I've just gave my, I didn't do no more, there's no more work involved. I mean, this is a basic example. Right. But I just I just literally made, you know what I mean, three hundred and fifty dollars more. But which by the way, it pays for the, the part time admins that you need to help you for the project, right? So Yeah, um, true. Yeah. So I would say don't don't charge right now. I mean, I this is a this is a common problem I get. Not a problem, a question I get from clients, right? So we do recruiting deals. Mm-hmm. And I had this client say to me, it was, uh, and I'm just, I'll give you real numbers here. So you guys, so you can kind of understand it was $110,000 deal. That was in US dollars, right? It's so $110,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My team had worked probably 30 hours on it. Right. So, you know, it's, it's a 30 hours of work for 110 grand is it's $3,666 an hour. That's what pretty much what we ended up. Right. That's what we made per that's hour good. on that. Yeah. My client, there was a search. My client said, George, that search, that search was open for like six months. Like you guys did it in like two weeks. Like, you know, can you reduce the price? You know, like it just seems like a lot of money for two weeks of work. Right. Uh, and yeah. I made the comment, you know, cause he's, cause they were like, how many hours do you guys work in that? And I didn't fall into that, like that, that, you know, I didn't fall into it. And I just said, you're not paying for the two weeks of work. You're paying for the 20 years of, of heartache that we like that, you know, that we saved you. Yeah, true. Uh, like it took you guys six months. You guys didn't get anywhere. We got in two weeks. You're paying for that. That's what you're paying for. You're not paying, you know, and I just gave the example. You can either walk, you know, I can walk from Rome to Barcelona or I can take a plane. Like walking is free, right? Walking so, is free, yeah. Uh, That's true. Yeah. So people need to start charging, you know what I mean? Per package, per, per product, not not per hour. Yeah, that's, that's good that's, advice. That's what, I would, that's what I would do. I don't know if that helps the question. No, um, that's exactly. Perfect. I would never charge per hour. 
No, perfect. I mean, that's something I'm because I'm in the same spot right now. So, you know, right. So I'm I'm also kind of thinking about how can I package my deals, right, and then my my work. So I think a lot of people are in this situation, and I think it, it helps to kind of hear hear that from someone as, as experienced as you are on on how to do that. And I think this is a good piece of advice. And and also it probably the same thing is like you have to focus too, right? You have to really come up with a plan on what kind of area are you focusing on to build expertise and build a client base with that, right? Not offer too many services, not be too broad, right? Exactly. Here's the problem, though. I, I tell you, this is, I, I, I made this mistake initially. I would charge people, you know, for the package. And then I would say, well, you can just pay me when I'm done, right? And that's a big mistake because people just, they just don't pay you, you know? Right. And, uh, you know, if, if you have somebody that doesn't want to pay you to do the work, it's just, they're not a client. Like a client is somebody that pays you, right? Yeah. Um, if they're not paying you to do the work, then it's just a, it's a hobby for you, you know? So if somebody says to you literally, hey, Tim, I can't pay until you're done. Like it's not, you just tell them no, you know, and you go onto a client, you say, I, I try to collect everything up front if I can for some of the, like the, we have a branding business. We, cl we collect the, the fee up front before the work's done. And, uh, you know, if somebody on a project side, like if you're like, you know, like the web designer piece, you know, you can, you should be able to charge half up front and then half upon completion, you know, right. or something. But if they want to pay you at the end, then that's not a business for you. You know, it's not. And, uh, you know, anybody who works at a normal company is not going to say, okay, work the whole year, then I'll pay you. It doesn't, you know, they're getting paid for things in advance for things they're not even doing yet. Right. Yeah. You know, so that's a mistake that people are afraid to ask for the money and, you know, because it's not, it's not comfortable, but you know, being broke is not comfortable either, you know? So yeah. it, it's, you need to, you need to make sure that if you do a package deal with somebody, you know, make sure that they get paid up front, you know, paid half, at least half up front. And then, you know, there's some sort of sort of milestones and then you kind of go from there. The other thing about the, you know, by the way, if you're getting paid 70 bucks an hour, every, you know, you, you can't scale a business like that because you can't do anything with 70 bucks. You know what I mean? You have $70 in your pocket. You can't do anything with that. Right. You know, but yeah. $2,000 in your pocket, you know, you can actually do something with it, right? You can hire somebody, you can buy this tool or that software you can use to grow your business, you know? So that's not a reason to charge by the, you know, by the package, not by the hour. So I would never, ever charge somebody by the hour. Like I think it's just a suicidal way to do it. Well, at least not if you, if, yeah, that's a good, good advice. No, but... Actually, now <laughs> you, you probably have to go in like five minutes, right? Well, good. Uh, well, no, we've got, I mean, I'd love to continue on because we've got there's some good topics we're bringing up, right? So, yeah, we, we, uh, we got right into it, I think. Like, usually, like, the, this good advice on. stuff comes in the end, right? But what you, oh, you yeah. started with the good <laughs> nuggets, like, right up front. But maybe let's, let's close maybe on one thing because I actually wanted to open with this um, before I saw you that you were a runner and I wanted to ask you about that. I wanted to open with, because I read that you are one of the most connected people on LinkedIn, uh, top 30 most connected recruiters. So obviously, huge role plays, your network plays a huge role as well, right? So how important is that for you, for your business? And why did you, like, how did you build this network? Like, how, how is that helping you? Right. Yeah. So the network is, is big. It's, I mean, it's important, right, to have a, a very good network. The, you know, I mean, any, any business transaction, and, I, and the transaction is a tough word, but it's any business relationship that we, we have is because I probably knew somebody, you know, first. Mm -hmm. It's uh, some, some like sometimes, you know, because somebody sends an email out or something like that, but it's not usually the bigger clients that we've gotten. It's because I knew somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody else, you know. Right. And uh, here's a mistake that people make. The mistake that some people, that a lot of business people make is that they want to hide behind LinkedIn, hide be behind email, hide behind 
you know, a phone, right? Mm. Instead of, or just, they would just want to hide behind text messaging, right? Or what's up or like, you need to get in front of people, you know, like you need to, it's still a people to people business, you know, like if the internet went away, you know, does your, does your bit, does your, does your sort of sales and business development, does it still work? You know? Yeah. And my, you know, our business does, right? Like our business would work if the internet got shut off for, I don't know, a month or something like that. Like, let's say there's no LinkedIn or there's no email. You know, as long as I mean, as long, you know, as long as the sort of phone could work, then. But but how do you do that in, in in these times? Like, if you don't not able to meet people in person, you're not able to. Yeah, do I mean, that. I mean, I mean, so yeah, so avenues like this. I mean, you and I are talking on a, on a podcast. I mean, there's somebody that right. he, you know he interviewed me a couple of times on a podcast, and then we just started a business together. You know, so oh wow, yeah, we started a business actually getting other people on podcasts, like getting them on 24 to 48 shows. So I've actually, if you're an, if you're not to plug the but if you're an entrepreneur and you want to get on and be guest interview on you know guest on 24 to 48 you know shows a year. That's the business we started, right? Okay. So yeah, you're so, free to plug it. Everything yeah, you yeah, want. Exactly. But that's, that, <laughs> that's yeah. So it's called it's called podcastintroduction.com, right? That's the okay. website. We literally, I mean, it's not even like the page is like 98 there. It's not, but we, you know, we're, we're kind of in business because it's the first time I've ever told anybody about it. So yeah, you're the first one here. Wow. Okay. Um, so exclusive yeah, yeah, information. Just, I mean, it just literally, this was like, you know, today's today's Thursday. So we just the idea was launched next week, which I think we are going to launch. But but by the time this airs, probably you you already launched. So I, I'll link this yeah. in, in the description. Cool. Uh, And then people can check it out if they want to. Cool. Yeah. So it's so it's podcastintroduction.com, right? Cool. That's the that's the site. So you know that's one way. But with you know if if you can't go see people, I mean you've got you know you've got Zoom, right? Like Zoom is a great thing. Yeah. You can do things via you know FaceTime video or WhatsApp video. Like it's not. I, I think these are just excuses of people. They say, well, okay, well it's COVID, right? Well, if it's not COVID, it's going to be I don't know. It's winter time. It's not winter time. Well, it's. it's <laughs> Because there was this, you know what I mean? There's always an excuse of like, why I can't do something, right? Yeah. And, you know, like the excuses, my, my dad, um, who's a film former, you know, military guy, he used to say like, excuses don't pay the mortgage, you know? And, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's, there's always an excuse, but people buy from people they like, and that's just all it comes down to. Like, you know what I mean? Like I have a, yeah, I, I don't know. I have a better sense of selling you a podcast introduction service, let's say, right? Mm -hmm. Because you and I talk and, you know, we're in video and things like that. than somebody that I send just a random email to, you that's know what true. I mean? Yeah. Like it's a different, definitely it's just, and, I, and, and, and by the way, you have a better chance of selling me a web, web developer service to me than somebody that just sends me a random email. I get like a hundred emails a day about that. Right. Yeah. And, but if you, if you came to me, I'd read the email and say, Oh yeah, you know, Hey Tim, let's talk about it. What's it look like. Right. So you have this sort of unfair advantage. And, uh, I think building <laughs> that unfair advantage is the way to go, but it's a people game, right? It's a total people game. How do I play it though? Uh, how do I approach you? How do I get you in, in front of like, how do I meet you in person or, or via chat? Because I have to reach you somehow. Right. And it mostly right. starts with a, cold email or someone chatting via LinkedIn or something like, how do I do that as a freelancer, as an entrepreneur, uh, if I want to get started with a network and, you know, get clients that way? So, well, there's a couple of things. I think number one is you can figure out, sometimes it's just, sometimes there actually is a connection of somebody that you know that I know, right? That's the easiest way. It's like, hey, you know, and you get the person you know to say, hey, hey, George, you know, uh, I've got a friend, Tim, who's super solid at this. Do you want to talk to him? He wants to talk to you. Are you cool with that? You know, instead of, that's the easiest way, by the way. Yeah. In general, that's not, The normal like it's not it doesn't always happen 
the other way is how do you reach somebody cold, right? I mean, you literally, I mean, you need to you need to email, you need to text, you need to, the whole game is, is not the sell the service. The whole game is to get the person on the phone, right? Hmm. So like, you're not going to sell a service via email. You need to, you're, you're going to sell the service via the phone. Right. So the, the point of the, oh. I mean, we do this, we approach people in the branding business, right? We literally go after people cold. They're, they're the CEOs of like major companies that if I name them, you know, you've heard of everyone. And we literally found them on LinkedIn. Right. And we right. reached out to them. And, and a couple of things, a couple of comments they'd say, George, like that your team's persistence was just unbelievable. I mean, for example, you and I are talking, right? How did, you should tell that story. How are you and I talking? How are, you, are we both talking? How, how, do we, how, how do we know each other? Tell me, walk, walk us through that because that's exactly how you get to, you know, that's right. how you get to okay, somebody, so, right? Yeah. So Donna reached out to me via, I think, LinkedIn. Was my admin, right? Right. So, admins. so she asked me yeah. if if I'd be interested in t- to interview you. So I replied. We went back and forth. I eventually sent her an introduction, like how my podcast is built up, and you know some questions. Then I think went idle for a while because because you weren't available for some some. Right. And then I kept uh, texting her. I think one two times if it's still on. And then she eventually got back to me while a while ago and then said, yeah, he's back and ready for interviews. So we were able to do this. And then I think it went from there pretty quickly. So we exchanged everything. Right. I set up the date with, with the Microsoft Teams call and then you accepted. And then here we are. Yeah, right. Exactly. And that was and even and even before that, the conversation was like my team and I said, my team had said, hey, George, let's let's do a podcast you know, where you're interviewing all these people that you're working with, like these CEOs and business people and entrepreneurs and and uh, I was like, well, I don't know. Like, I'd rather be a guest on the podcast than, than you know, than be the like the host because the host, as you know, is, is lost. It's like tons of work, right? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, <true. laughs> and, and and my team was like, well, who do you want to like? What kind of shows do you want to be on? And I literally, I mean, like you're you're the typical show that I'm on, right? Like, I love these kind of conversations because it's just like I don't know. I was like, my brain when I'm running, my brain's thinking about this stuff, right? So it's like a I get very I get so enthusiastic about these kind of topics. Yeah, it's, and, it's uh, awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, Me too. It's, it's, it's yeah. super interesting, right? It's like your ideas. You can literally print money by by your ideas. It's amazing, right? Yeah, it. it is. And but that was a, that was something that we created. I mean, you know, we started it, and then you know, and then you took it over, and then you came back. But that's that's exactly you know, it's the same idea. You know, like you yeah. need somebody has to start the the go button. You know. And uh, right. like, trust me when I take this, they're not going to be like, hey, Tim, let me give you a $5,000, $10,000, you know, $20,000, con- you know, dollar contract, to, you know, for some web development. Like it's not, you, you have to go find them. They're not going to come find you usually. And then right. when you build a business up, then you get referrals, right? And then they start coming to find you. Um, yeah. But yeah. You, you need to proactively go after people and just approach them, you know, and and just the, the game plan should be to sell people on the phone, not on an email, you know? So like, if you get somebody who's interested, it's like, yeah, I could hear more about your services. Great how are you this week for and then you set up a call and then you have a conversation right and then you a, a great question by the way for the new people out there is like tim you and i are on the phone today right i appreciate it like i know i was sort of persistent with with everything um so i've got a web development company here's what we do we specialize we've got a lot of clients just like yours and that's that's the backstory on me but tim with you like what was the catalyst that said hey let me take this call with george like why, why are you talking to me tim today and then tim tim's gonna say actually we have this website like there's no traffic and he, he starts telling right. you all of his problems right yeah and then the conversation starts right and then you and then at least now you True. know what their problem is and then then you then you talk about how to solve the problem right and then you give them a solution to the problem and then they buy the solution to the problem and that's that's the game man like it's it's that it's not easy but there's a process to that right you need to find out why they actually took the time to take your call you know so so if i I may summarize it so if you're out there you you're alone you're you're doing a freelancing business 
Number one thing is don't charge by the hour, charge by package prices, right? And don't go, exactly. go too low on it. Um, be realistic. Don't undersell yourself or don't sell yourself short, right? And then also obviously put the work in. Get clients by actually dropping your fear of reaching out to clients, right? Be persistent with them. Grow your network and sell them not on an email, but via phone, face-to-face, -face, whatever that may be, in person, via Zoom or anything. And don't be afraid to take a um, chance by hiring someone to kind of build your business, right? Exactly. When you're when you're super busy, that's when you have so much work and you're like, right. oh my God, I'm so busy. And then you hire somebody. And you need to you need to take a pay cut usually to do that, you know, so to some extent. Or, or But if you're if you're charging in packages, you know, you're, you, you, you can use some of the money to pay somebody in advance. And, you know, and always get like, something up front, right? That, that was another advice you gave get exactly. yourself paid up front a little bit so you have some some money to work with well exactly because you can't you can't work for free you know right. like anybody that wants you to work for free they're just not a client like they're a bad client you know like you wouldn't go to a restaurant eat all the food and then not pay for it like i'm not gonna you know like i just don't i'm not gonna pay you for it right in two weeks so, or something yeah yeah exactly two weeks or a month or 90 days you know or yeah. i don't have the money yeah. you know or you know the economy is terrible now i just lost my job or you know i just lost my best client so i can't pay you yeah. like you know you can't you can't really make like they're making their problems your problems no. you, you know paying paying up front by the way is is also a, a sign of a commitment from the other party true. right yeah. like they're investing in you but they're also investing in themselves and it, it's it's um you know it's just it's just the way it is right like but you need to i would say it's a pretty fair assessment but i think the business you know the sales drive sales and marketing drives everything you know and the product is, is obviously super important but you need to get clients like without clients you can't keep the lights on you know mm. and uh, uh you know i don't know you have to be very careful about being a technician you know and you have to worry about you have to run the business you know like sort of work on the business not in the business which is that michael gerber e-myth revisited book yeah. That I mentioned before, but it's, uh, yeah. And you just have to, there's a pivot point. Like, do you have the guts or courage to move on or to stay where you're at and kind of be like my buddy at the Starbucks, you know, working by himself, you know what I mean? Right. Seven right. days a week and, and just, he's just slaving away, you know, slaving away. Right. That's not a quality of life. No one goes into business for themselves to do that. Right. They go into business to have freedom and time and, and enjoy things and make money and, and help people. And, you know, and uh, have choices, you know, so you have to build things and systems that give you that pathway. George, that sounds great. I mean, uh, I'll definitely list the books uh, as well that you mentioned so that people can check these out as well. And maybe some some other podcasts that you were listening to, if you have advice there um you can just send me some I'll, I'll link them in the description as well and um man i thank you for for your time and it was a really fast paced and and kind of high intensity talk uh, i like it you, you brought some some real energy to the podcast uh, to this episode and i appreciate you uh, for your candor and for being open and uh, giving so much advice i think it's really helpful for people that want to get started to just hear this from someone like you who's been doing it for a long time and it has been on both sides struggling but now kind of um you know running a successful multiple successful businesses so yeah i just really appreciate your time hanging out with me so so i guess it's yeah it was fun super fun man super yeah. fun and your your questions are great and, and you know we and i, I mean, we didn't discuss any of this right it was just sort of a conversation exactly we didn't, we didn't plan any of this so it was kind no. of those are the best best chats right that's what i love that's my goal with the podcast as well so i mean i could do these questions and we could do this in 20 minutes and be like five six questions but i like to make it about the, the guest mostly so let the guests speak and then kind of 
frame my, my questions around around that and whatever guest speaks about and, and kind of likes to focus on, I, I try to go along that path with him or her, right? So and that's kind of what happened here as well. And and you took it <laughs> and you ran with it. So <laughs> So I'm happy yeah. about that. So no, but yeah, I really appreciate your time and I know you you're a busy man. So it was really cool, cool hanging out. Yeah, likewise. So I appreciate it and uh keep up the good work as well. So I love I love your show. All right, man. You, you too and I'll talk to you soon and then yeah, thanks again. And uh, have have a great week and great weekend as well. You too. See you, bud. All right. Bye-bye. See you. Bye. Bye.